0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier, columnist for BleacherReport.com. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And welcome to the first Twitter Thursday edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. From now on, each Thursday will be dedicated to answering your questions from Twitter. So make sure you use that hashtag Locked On Cowboys podcast to get your questions on the show. We've got a busy show today. We're going to be talking about Your questions, we've got lots of questions about the Cowboys rookie class. But before we get there, there's actually two news items to cover from yesterday and today. The first being a big, big bomb that was dropped last night by NFL Network's Jane Slater. As she reported that Jalen Smith had a recent test uh, on his nerves in his foot. And it concluded that they have significantly regenerated. Uh, since the last time they have tested him and there's a possible chance for full regeneration in six to nine months. Now, depending on if you're optimistic or pessimistic about Jalen Smith, you read this in two different ways. The optimistic person, and this is the way the Cowboys feel, is that in six to nine months, by this time next year, Jalen Smith could be 100 percent doesn't need a brace on his foot and could look like that same linebacker we saw at Notre Dame. He could shed that brace and be, you know, a top five pick talent. It's important to remember that Jalen just turned 22 years old. So even if he doesn't play this year and he returns to 100% strength next year, he'll be just 23 years old. Great future ahead of him. Uh, there's some other linebackers that were drafted this year, such as Reuben Foster from Alabama. He went in the first round. He's a year older than Jalen, and he's got a bum shoulder, and he may miss this season. So, if the Cowboys decide to be cautious and patient with this injury and they decide, hey, you know, what? it's not worth risking him to injury, let's just get him to 100 percent, I would be fine with that. I would have no problems if the Cowboys said, okay, we're going to put you on NFI. Uh, We'll see how you are maybe in November, and December, maybe, maybe from, you know, December, he's ready to go. Uh, Maybe he's not. And the Cowboys decide just to wait till next year. That would be fine with me. But one of the things I saw last night that kind of irritated me a little bit was people using Jane's report as. Oh, like a negative view of this. I don't think this is a negative report at all. I think just the fact that the Cowboys believe there's still a chance that he could get to 100 percent in you know less than a year is fantastic because when they drafted Jalen, they had a pretty strong feeling that there was there was a legit chance that this player would never be 100 percent and that he would never have feeling in that foot again. So the recent tests showing that he very likely could get that is fantastic. Um, I tweeted out that I don't think you're going to see Jalen this year. Just from a few different things, uh, the Cowboys were awfully cautious with him in OTAs and minicamps. He didn't practice on back-to-back days. He was very limited as to what he did in the field. We're going to see in a couple of weeks, actually in four days, we're going to see Jalen Smith on the practice field for Dallas. and We'll get a better idea of how far he along he is. We'll see if it's possible for him to play with a brace this season. But I think it's good news. Okay. I think there's a chance that you don't see him at the beginning of the year, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. One of the ways the Cowboys maybe covered themselves a little bit in case he's not ready to go is that they signed Justin Durant on Thursday. Uh, Durant, I love the signing. I think he's an average linebacker. And I know sometimes when you say, you know, he's an average player, that can be talked about as a negative. But for the Cowboys case, I don't think that's a negative. Um, outside of Anthony Hitchens and Sean Lee, I'm not sure there's another average linebacker on this roster. And that at least gives them some depth. Durant has versatility to play multiple positions. I think he's going to start the year as the same linebacker, as Damian Wilson deals with his off-the-field troubles, Jalen Smith deals with his foot, and Mark Nizacha probably is going to start camp on PUP. I love it. Uh, On Twitter, I posted that the Cowboys only had three, or three linebackers on the field, about 324 snaps last year. Durant played 279. So I don't think it's unrealistic to think that he's going to gobble up a lot of those third linebacker spots or snaps. And this is kind of the reason why I wouldn't be a rush to get Jalen Smith on the field, because if Hitchens and Lee are taking up all the snaps and Jalen Smith isn't as good as Hitchens right now, then I just don't think there's a spot for him on the roster—not on the roster, but not on the field right away. I would rather keep him on the sideline, have him, you know, work to get back to 100%, than you know throwing him in on special teams and maybe three or four snaps on defensive game. It just doesn't make too much sense to me. I would rather get rid of that risk and have him, you know, just working on his rehab. We'll see how it all plays out. Relatively good news for Dallas on Wednesday and Thursday. Let's get to your Twitter questions. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about SeatGeek. If you've never used SeatGeek before, I highly recommend it. Buying tickets to sporting events and concerts can be very complicated, as I'm sure you're all aware of. But there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest and easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. Seat Geeks helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. Uh, I live up in Pennsylvania, so I use it for the Pirates game, get right on the first base side. It's fantastic, easiest way to do it. Uh, best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LONFL for Locked On NFL. That's promo code LONFL for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. Now to the questions. First question comes from at John Ledyard from the Locked On NFL podcast. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Those guys did a fantastic job during the season. Um, they're in draft season. They, they cover everything. Two of the best minds out there. Make sure you're checking them out. Uh, he asked, which Cowboy rookie defensive player will have the best 2017 campaign? I thought about this question a lot. Uh, the three big choices, I guess, would be Taco Charlton, Jadobio Wuzier, and Jordan Lewis. My gut kind of told me to pick Jordan Lewis just because that kid is fearless. Uh, he's got a, some legal issues he's got to deal with in the next week, but assuming he's cleared or assuming he's on the field, whatever happens, I think that kid is a rock star. I, I mean, I anytime I watched him at Michigan, there was no doubt that he was the best player on the field. Now he's small and he's probably going to have to slide inside to the slot in the NFL, but man, that kid isn't afraid of anything. Um, however, Rookie cornerbacks tend to struggle in the NFL. It typically takes them at least half the season to get their feet wet. And in Lewis's case, he probably has a couple guys he's got to pass in training camp before he even gets on the field. Um, He needs to beat out Orlando Skandrick for that slot job if he wants to see the field this year. So I'm not going to pick Lewis, although I think that's a guy that can really rise up uh, the depth chart as the season goes along. I'll still go with Taco Charlton. He's going to play a ton for this team. I don't think it's unrealistic to think he's going to play 600 or more snaps for the Cowboys this season. Um, On Bleacher Report this week, I set the over-under on sacks for him at 4.5. If, you know, gun to my head, I would say probably under. But I think this is going to be a guy that's in a lot of good positions for the Cowboys. I think he's going to make a lot of plays in the run game. I think he's going to create a lot of pressure. I'm not sure he'll capitalize on that pressure this year but I think he's going to be good enough this year to to worthy a starting job. He's my kind of the the safest bet for the best rookie out of this class. However, keep an eye on Jordan Lewis because, like I said, that might be the best football player that the Cowboys drafted this year. Uh, Next one from Kevin Modisette. Which positional group... Am I the most concerned about outside of quarterback as far as depth is concerned? Well, I hit the nail on the head. The quarterback is number one. Uh, Kellen Moore is not an NFL quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry to say that. And I know there's a lot of Kellen Kellen Moore fans out there. And I know the Boise State fans will come after me for saying that. But I just don't think you can function with Kellen Moore as your quarterback. Anyways, that's not the question. (laughs) The answer is offensive line. Um, if Chaz Green is a team starter at left guard, I'm not sure they have a swing tackle on this roster. Uh, Compare this team's depth at offensive line compared to last year. Uh, You know, Lyle Collins started at left guard last year. He got hurt. The Cowboys inserted Ronald Leary. And not only did you not see a drop off in play, you actually saw their play rise because Ronald Leary is, you know, one of the better guards in football. Um, Tyron Smith got hurt. The Cowboys inserted Chaz Green and they played well. They won their games with Chaz Green. Wasn't a problem at all. Not saying Chaz Green's Tyron Smith, but there wasn't, it wasn't a concern. This year, if Tyron Smith were to get hurt, I'm not sure who replaces him. The answer might be Byron Bell, who's never played left tackle before. It could be Emmett Cleary, who I think is a disaster at left tackle. I just don't think they have the depth across their offensive line. Maybe they'll find it in camp. You know, maybe Jonathan Cooper beats out Chaz Green for that left guard spot, and Chaz Green becomes their swing tackle, and they use Byron Bell as their, you know, their swing interior lineman. We'll see. Heading into camp, I'm a little concerned about that spot. I don't think they have a true backup center. Uh, My guess is if it were a long-term injury, they might slide Zach Martin over to center and put Jonathan Cooper at right guard. (sighs) You just better cross your fingers that none of those offensive linemen get hurt because it's just not a very deep group. Next question from at Zach underscore Rob. Who is the dark horse on both sides of the ball this season? I like this question. Well, the offensive part is tricky because... uh, I don't know if you can really say, say there's a dark horse. I Bryce Butler might be a, a pick by a lot of people, but I just think Bryce Butler is a very limited receiver in what he can do. My guess, Smith is a former receiver from Ohio State who got moved to running back. Dallas moved him to fullback. I think he's a perfect matchup because you can't put a linebacker on him because he's just too big and he's too athletic. Um uh, I think if he's, you know, if the team decides to play dime defense against Dallas, he's a talented enough runner that you can just hand him the ball out of a uh, shotgun. A player that he kind of reminds me a lot of is Richie Anderson, one of Bill Parcells' favorite players, a guy that can do a little bit of both in terms of blocking, as a running back, as a receiver. I, I think Rod Smith, if the Cowboys choose to go this way, I think he could have a big role in the Cowboys' offense. We'll see what they decide to do. If they decide to keep him, if they decide to, uh, you know, maybe go another veteran guy, we'll see. I think Rod Smith has a lot of talent and potential in this offense. As for defense, this one's easy for me. One of the players I'm really looking forward to seeing in camp is DeMontre Moore. Moore's bouncing around the league. He's been on the Giants. He played in Seattle. He played in Miami. Most of the reason, or most of the time, he was cut because of his inability to deal with coaching. Putting him with one of the best defensive line teachers in the NFL in Rod Marinelli gives me the hope that maybe he can unlock some of his talent. Um it sounds like he loves being home back in Texas. I think he's got the most speed of their Cowboys pass rushers. I think he has the best chance to maybe break out. Again, he's just 24 years old. I believe he has double-digit sacks already in his career. He's got talent. Dallas obviously likes him. Jason Garrett talked about how they almost signed him last year. Um, During the season, they decided to wait until free agency to get him. I'm interested to see where he starts in camp. I won't be surprised if he ends up with the first-team defense early, early on in camp as they're working Taco Charlton and DeMarcus Lawrence into this defense. Keep an eye on DeMontre Moore. I think he's got a ton of talent. Last question from at Hobson3233. Could the Cowboys stay in base defense and have Byron Jones cover the slot receiver in 11 personnel groupings? If you don't know 11 personnel, that means three receivers, one running back, one tight end. Could they? Probably. Will they know uh, the Cowboys best defense is when they have two linebackers on the field. Kind of like what we just said with Justin Durant and Jalen Smith. You kind of ask, you have to ask yourself who is a better player between Justin Durant and Orlando Skandrick or Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown. For me, I think I would rather have one of those cornerbacks on the field than Justin Durant. Um, I think the Cowboys could do it. They may do it from time to time, depending on the defense. But you probably won't see that very often. Most of the Cowboys' defense snaps last year came out of uh, nickel personnel. That was by far the most snaps they had last year. Don't expect that to change. The Cowboys obviously love how their defense looks at nickel. If Anthony Hitchens can continue improving as a, uh, as a defender in pass coverage, they're going to be even more inclined to stay in their nickel defense. I love, I love what Marinelli can do with their nickel defense. I think they're going to blitz a little bit more. So I think they want to try to get out of base as, as much as possible, if that makes sense. That's it for today's podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review going to give out some kind of prize or reward or shout out to those people that give five-star reviews and comments i haven't figured it out yet but i promise that it'll be it'll be something useful i know i've done some of these twitter giveaways before and anytime i've done it people are always excited about uh, some of the gifts i hand out so make sure you go to itunes do that help out the podcast if you want this to keep going um not sure what we're going to do tomorrow on the podcast we're going to we'll talk about it a little bit with the Cowboys, there's always always news. We'll figure it out. Again, if you have questions that you want to have read on air, make sure you are uh, using that hashtag, LockedOnCowboys. Oh, I remember what we're doing tomorrow on the Cowboys podcast. We're talking about the Cowboys' top 10 players. So if you have any opinions on who you think are the top 10 players in the NFL, or it's not the NFL, for the Cowboys, let me know. We'll get into it. Thanks for listening. It was a great Thursday edition of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday. the list.